Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Ruck Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Ruck Up Buttercup! Ruck Up Buttercup podcast can be found on all your favorite streaming locations. As well, we are now available on Reese Across America Radio on Fridays at 11 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find Reese Across America Radio on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word Re. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ruck Up Buttercup. If you're new to the show because of Reese Across America, we're really excited to have you on listening to us. And we have a really awesome guest on with us today. We have Carolyn Wilson. Carolyn, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do? Yes. Hi, everybody, all the listeners out there. Uh, My name is Carolyn Wilson. My husband's retired from the military. He did 26 years. I actually, now that he's retired, found myself when I was 50, when I turned 50 years old, was able to write my first novel. And I wrote the novel in reference to military spouses. Spouses that are left behind, stories and things that are not told, you know, on our side. Our spouses, you know, they they have a very important job that they have to do on the daily, you know, when they decide that they're going to, you know, sacrifice for their country. So as a spouse, as spouses left behind, you know, we also sacrifice, you know, because we have to, we are left behind to do all the, tend to the kids, you know, just take over everything that more more than likely the husband or the spouse would uh, normally do. We're left with all the chores, you know, uh, raising the kids by ourselves. So we are basically by ourselves. So all of the the things that I had to go through, all that I went through, I mean, I had a beautiful journey with my husband and I don't regret any of it at all. But I can tell you that there comes a time to where you do feel alone, even though you know you're alone. Sometimes you can have family, you know, coming and visiting you, uh, trying to help you out with the kids. But that spouse, that one person that you need the most is not there. But we have to stay strong for them. So I have uh, wrote a book that's called The Trials and Tribulations of a Military Spouse. And the reason I wrote this book was to motivate the other spouses that are still uh, going through maintaining everything, you know, with the spouse being gone or still deployed or uh, just still a part of the military life. And uh, in reference of me writing the Trials and Tribulations of the Military Spouse, I wrote it based on my experience and in, in all of the transitions, all the transitioning periods that we had to endure. Absolutely. I can totally relate. Um, what are some of the main things that you talk about within your book? One of the things that I mostly talked about was self-care. You know, although you are at home, you know, and you have everything that you have to do there, you still have to have self-care. You know, you have to take care of yourself. That's great. Can you tell us a little bit more about the book that you wrote? Trials and Tribulations of Military Spouses About. It said the trials and tribulations of a military spouse is about a journey of love, unselfishness, trials, devotion, commitment, loyalty long-suffering, and the joy and pain of falling in love, the connecting strings that knit all the celebrations, graduations, and life experiences are love and the belief in a high power. So although we are, we do feel long away of and stuff, you know, we still have to have a little, we have to have faith, 
uh, in order to like just stay, keep the strength that we need for ourselves. It encourages those spouses of military soldiers to always continue to support their spouse or significant other. Whenever you may feel isolated, unappreciated, and even when you make make sacrifices to ensure that your soldier is content and the family is happy, just remember that you are not alone. Yeah, it sounds like you have a really great sense of family. I wrote this book. Resides here in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. I have two daughters and seven grandkids. And the purpose also of writing this book is to just encourage you all that are out there that are still hanging in there beside the soldiers and the different things that you're going through. Uh, Trust and believe. I can understand that, you know, you may think, okay, like, uh, you know, dealing with, you also deal with family members as well. You know, when you become a part of the family, you know, and things, sometimes you're not treated as part of the family. So you Mm -hmm. have a lot Mm -hmm. going on on all different sides. I mean, you know, you have your kids, you have just the family and you have a whole lot of other things that are going on around you and in your circle. But the main thing is just not losing yourself in that. You know, one of the things that I've had to do when I was, when I I can remember when my husband had went to, was deployed out. And it was like at one point in time, I just feel like I just, you know, like that was my heart. That was my, that, that was my soulmate. You know, this is my best friend. And I remember feeling all the pain and it was just like, felt like it was just overbearing. But then I look at my kids and I was like, you know what? Okay, you know, when he calls, you know, at that time, we never knew when we were going to get phone calls. We never knew when we were going to hear from them again or anything like that. So it was like, okay, so you have to get yourself together because he's like way over there. So like just 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 find a little light somewhere to just kind of pull yourself together to where you are able to like when you get that phone call, when he calls you, you want to, you know, just make like let him know that everything at home is taken care of. You know, regardless of what I was feeling, no matter uh, whatever I went through during that week, whether it was with a neighbor, whether it was with a so-called associate or, you know, whether it was something dealing with the kids, I still had to put on that game face and be like, I'm okay." you know, because he's put in a more difficult situation than I am. So by me having that mind frame and that, that frame of thinking, you know, that mindset is what kept me going and kept me motivated is that I'm going to make sure that I do everything I need to do here at home so he doesn't have to worry about me. Even though I may be going through certain things, I'm going to make sure that it doesn't, any, nothing slips out to where he will have to feel like he has to worry about what's going on at home and he knows that I'm taking care of it. You know, it was hard to do because I really didn't have anybody to talk to. But uh, as time went on, as I continued to like, you know, train my mindset and be able to do things and just knowing that, okay, I'm doing this on my end. My end. And so it's actually, we're working together. And then by my husband and myself, I actually met my husband when we were teenagers, basically. And then I was in high school and he was in the first year of college. And so it's like every aspect of aspect of his career I have been there so I go back to that first time I met him I go back to that first time that uh we went out or that we actually started dating and things like that and I put those happy memories up in my mind and I'll be like you know I have to stay in this place for him you do and I Ashley and I have very similar stories we met our husbands in high school too and we've been with them 
15 years. So we kind of have the long, like, and it is really hard because you do get, like you were saying, as isolated, you feel so isolated, even though you're surrounded by other spouses who are doing that, like going through the same things. It's just, especially when your family, I think when your family does try to help, it doesn't really make it better because they don't understand it at all. And you're just like, no, that what you're doing to comfort me isn't helping me because I, you're just sympathizing, I guess, but they don't have, they don't have the understanding to sympathize properly. Yes, that's true. I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I've had that, uh, like, basically, like I said, like several times, you know, just different things, you know, things came up with the kids in school to where I had to, you know, just make sure that I was able to handle that and to where they were able to go and cope with school and do whatever they needed to do to, um, assure that they stayed on top of their their work and stuff to where they wouldn't stress out so I had to make sure that I kept on the game phase that I kept my myself in a place to where my kids was looking at me and knowing that I was okay and as long as they saw that I was okay and then I'm like okay when daddy calls you know and stuff we're gonna you know tell him what you did all this week you know and sometimes it'd be about a month or so before we can even hear from him but just whenever that phone call you know came in you know you always at that you always have your phone close to you or you're always looking on that back then they also had like the the, the voicemail the recorders and the different things of that nature and you would really really hate to miss that phone call absolutely yeah. I remember those those longer deployments my our career was kind of at the very end of that like my husband did a full year in Iraq at when we first got married where they didn't have like the phone connection they you we'd heard from him like once maybe once a week. And it would be like a 10 minute phone call because he also wanted to call his mom and he also wanted to call his grandma, you know? So he had to use his time very, very sparingly. Right. And now it's changed so much. We've been through deployment since then, where it's like, Oh, I can sit and Skype you for hours every night when you're not on duty, which is something that people are very lucky. They probably don't are unaware of how lucky they are, like how that communication is so different and how hard it was it was so it, much harder in those old it days. really is different it's mm-hmm. so different because I remember like crying crying ever missing a phone call from my husband when you know 10 years ago and now I'm just like oh, man I missed a call but shoot him a message on Facebook or wherever we're chatting to say, hey, I'm really sorry, call me right back. And he would. It wasn't like they stood in a line for 30, 30 minutes to an hour to give that two minute phone call and you missed it and you never know when it's going to come back. So I do think that's something very different that sometimes there is no communication, whether you're at a training that they're in the box, um, mm-hmm. so they won't have their phone, but it's it's come a long ways since the you know mid to early 2000s yeah and I think it's not just like communication that's changed a lot there's been a lot of changes in the military itself and just the things that we go through on a daily basis I guess within the military Um, there's just so many aspects of the military we talk about them on here all the time Um, how does your book touch on all of those different aspects of the military life and your career with your spouse. I would like to give you a little insight of what's uh, the chapters and what's going on in the, in the story. I, the book is about 18 chapters, 200 plus pages. The first chapter, it talks about when love comes to your to your doorstep. That's basically how mine went when I met my husband. And then it talks about 10 years, more than friends, training uh weekend for Jamal, uh, 
home for graduation, when your kids head into college, the proposal, like chapter four says, taking time out and understanding who you are. Chapter five of the cookout. That's when he came home and we celebrated and we had this cookout. Experiencing army life. Uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. It says the switch, the first duty station. When you, as a spouse, you know, and you're going to these different places and traveling along with the husbands during the transitions, you know, sometimes it's hard for us as spouses to be able to get jobs. Like, you know, it's not as easy for us to get jobs right away. You know, we still have the kids to try to put in in school or try to find a babysitter or a good place to good daycare. Like when I was doing it, I also added I also ended up being a family child care provider for like eight years. And I really, really enjoy, enjoyed it. And so I was able to keep watching my own kids, my two girls, along with being able to provide for other people, you know, other soldiers and spouses when they were wanting to work outside of the home. That's great. That's such a needed thing for the military family to find safe and easy to find child care at every base then like chapter seven it says giving god all the praise chapter eight is pcs moved to um california chapter nine down south god is in control still standing i mean because sometimes you can have i mean you can really really go through some rough times but you know sometimes like being just still standing you have been able to weather the storm and you've been able to get past it and you're able to go on and um, continue the mission along with your spouse my goodness isn't that true i feel like we end up in so many just normal life experiences that spouses across the world deal with but sometimes a death happens or a child gets really injured and We feel like we're never going to get through it because our spouse isn't here and we are just really stuck in the moment and it's hard to see that you're going to come out on the other end of it okay, but we're military spouses. We are so resilient and we do. We end up finding that we were able to just kind of weather the storm and we came out on the other end and I think it gains our independence. It helps us to realize as humans, we are amazing people and We do this all because we want to support our spouse in their career as well. So we all, as you know, we go through life and we are with our spouses. We we have all those different types of challenges. Yep, you touch on a lot of those different things that we do deal with. The whole transition of jobs. I think that's one of the ones that's I'm personally struggling with. We moved out here to Germany. It's been seven months. Um, and I can't work here. And it is so hard. I have the major like entrepreneurship brain. I am always like continuously looking for ways to bring money in. I'm looking for ways to use my skills and you just can't do it here. You are really not able to gain access to having a job because of the way the German taxes run and the way the SOFA, like his SOFA visa card or whatever doesn't allow that really, unless you work on base and there's very, very limited options on base. And so it, you feel like you lose yourself. I think you lose kind of lose that, that identity of who you are and how you can even continue to be like doing what you're, you love to do in places just because you have to follow their career. And it's not that I don't want to, I love being a military spouse and I love being part of the military community, but it is hard. Those transitions like that are really hard for on military spouses. 
Yes, there. Yes, it. Yes, it really is. But um, unfortunately, you know, like in certain places, like I had that issue when I was when we first got deployed, and so uh, that was one of the things that uh, I was able to do was get into the childcare uh, field, and so I kind of pretty much stayed up in that field along the ways and then like now we've retired and me I never thought that I would be publishing a book you know at this time but not only am I a publisher you know uh, like you were saying you know becoming an entrepreneur and creating your own jobs I've been able to um, not only be an author but also I am a publisher now as of this year I have really um I've, I've been able to publish my own books. And not only that, I'm also working at one of the high schools, local high schools here in Alabama, to where some of the high school students, the 11th and 12th graders, they're in these art classes. So what I've started doing with that is I've started giving back to the community and just trying to help, like, because the part of the school that I work at, that's basically where the military kids go. Uh, when they come and they are stationed out here. So what I do if for them is those students that are in the art class, I go and I talk to the teacher and we team up together. And it's like she give them an assignment to, you know, to come up with a children's story. And when they write, once they write their story, you know, do their own illustrations. And I go and I look and I choose about a couple of kids to publish their books for free. So that's something that I've uh, added on to doing just this year alone. That's really so, cool. I think we talked, I talked about in the last episode that I was, we recorded, it was about if you can't find a job that fits when you move, make your own. Yep. You just kind of find what you can do that can be mobile with you and volunteering. I think it does come up most often because you can volunteer anywhere. Like even here in Germany, of course you can volunteer, <laughs> like, right. You're not getting paid. So if you can find that opportunity to do something within the school or something with the USO locally, then that's always a really great way to feel connected and still feel like yourself, like still have an identity in who you are and what you do. It's so true. Um, so where, where can we find your book? I know it's going to be a good book for a lot of our listeners are going to be something that they're going to be interested in reading. We also have a book club, so we can definitely suggest it within our community if we know where, where it is easiest to find. Okay. You know what? That, you know what? That's only, I just, I was, I should have mentioned that earlier, but you guys can find it on Amazon. You can Google it on uh, Google. It's also on my personal website at www.dream-faith.com and Anyone that goes on there can see that I have a personal message on there saying dedicating this book to military spouses. So, I mean, you can go on Barnes and Nobles or just Google it. And then it's basically on any Barnes and Noble books a million. Awesome. I'll make sure that that gets in the show notes so that anybody who's looking can make sure they can get links to it. We normally ask all of our guests who are military spouses, what is one, what is your number one tip or advice for other military spouses? My, I'm, I'm just going to be honest, really just basically keeping your personal business to yourself. You know, sometimes, you know, we be going through a lot of things and we really want to have an outlet and we really want that other human body there, you know, to share this information with, but you really, as much as you would like to, you can do it. But if you don't want to hear it again, just basically just don't give you know, any information out of your home or anything like that. 
Yeah, we've talked about that before, especially with the the emergence of social media. <laughs> um, putting things out there, people are going to remember what you said, right? If you were like, nah, we weren't having a fight. Everything's been great. It's like, well, you kind of put that, we all, we all read everything that you were talking about. So that is definitely good advice, especially in the military community. Cause I feel like the sisterhood is just not always supportive of each other. And so you're going to have, if you're putting that out there, hoping for someone to commiserate. I mean, that's the reason we put things like that out in the world, right? Is to find someone who's going to understand you, but you're gonna find nine times out of 10 people who don't understand you and are going to be rude and they are going to treat you poorly. So it's just not a good place to do it. Social media specifically is not a good place to do that kind of venting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that has just been my motto, you know, um, throughout, but I did find this one, one person, I didn't tell them everything, but it was this one person and that she was really, really, a really loyal person, you know, and she was just as uh, lonely, you know, and stuff as I was for, you know, with our spouses being gone, she had her kids. And so we were able to sit out on the porches and just talk. I was able to help her in ways as far as um, she didn't have a car and she didn't know how to drive. And she was always getting a taxi. And so she was always thinking, okay, I'm that neighbor that's too good to be true that doesn't want anything. But I was like, you know what? You're helping me just as much as I'm helping you just by, you know, associating, just having someone to talk to or someone to just do something with. But as far as personal, you know, no, on a personal level, I would never tell anybody anything about personal but if you're talking about things in the store and if you want to go shopping or if you want to go have lunch or something like that now yes we can talk on on you know about that things like that but as far as you know personally in your life is just sometimes it's just not good it's, like I said before unless you want to hear it again yeah for sure I feel like even if I think about things like that like was like even with my siblings I wouldn't tell them things that are going on because it's not their business, especially when it comes to your relationship. I think that that it's an easy place to vent is to your friends or your siblings and you want them to understand, but then their opinion, like of your spouse is going to change. I definitely know that. Like I've had them vent about their spouses to me and it's kind of like, well, I don't want you to come up with this jaded opinion of my spouse because that you heard one argument that we had and I was really upset about it, but obviously we are a team. And you talked about that at the beginning was how like, you're a team mm-hmm. and you have to get through the things together and alone together. Mm-hmm. You do because those nobody else needs to hear about it. They don't need to be part of it because they're mm-hmm. not going to do anything to help there. I mean, unless you get like a therapist and a counselor, like that is a place where you could bring that up, but like not to just people, they aren't qualified. They aren't there. They're just like, I hate to say it, but they're just there to hear it. Like they want people mm-hmm. like to hear the gossip. They like to hear the drama. They want to, know what's going on but they're not going to help you positively really it's going to be something that changes the way that they see you it's going to change the way that they see your spouse possibly other things that are going on in your house and it's just you can't undo it it's kind of like trust Mm -hmm. you know I give you crumple trust up that you you can't make it flat again (laughs) so like you're going to lose that perception from your family or whoever you tell and that's that's hard that's a hard thing to do Mm -hmm. but you know sometimes what we have to do is that we have to you know talk to our spouse even if it feels hard to you know like have that conversation you know um just go somewhere you know and just have a calm conversation and be like you know um we really need to talk about this you know and 
of whatever the situation may be and just try to leave it between the two. But sometimes they can really make it hard for you to do that. But, um, you know, you have to be like, OK, we are grown enough in adults to where we are able to sit and try to talk to each other. Just just get this worked out or figure this thing out. Yeah, and I, that conversation is a lot harder, I think, as military families, because they're busy, too. It's not just a matter of like, we need to have this conversation. We're going to sit down at dinner. I mean, my husband's <laughs> never here for dinner, right? Like, so that's not a it's not always going to be that an easy thing to schedule but it's something that you need to whether it's like hey we're gonna get up earlier than the kids this morning we're gonna have coffee at the counter and we're gonna hash out what's been going on because you do you need to figure it out amongst yourselves if it's during a deployment and something's going on with your family or something that you need to do then you need to make sure that they're aware that like we are going to have a conversation Friday night over the phone that conversation Mm -hmm. is specifically going to be this topic we're not going to go talking about vacations and changing the topic that this is important to me. This is important to our relationship. Let's do this conversation. It's hard. (laughs) I think it's just a men thing in general though, too. Like just, they don't want to have confrontational conversations either. Oh, no, that I know I can second that for mine. Uh, No, that's, that's a conversation. He'd be like, okay, he, he, but he's gotten a whole lot better, you know, and stuff at, you know, listening um and then us figuring things out you know like uh and then like when you get out of the military sometimes it's kind of hard for them to find find themselves and then you know even though we want to get out you know and stuff uh, when we are out along with them it's kind of hard for us to get settled and or whatever and stuff because we are so used to moving mm-hmm. or you know um yeah it takes a minute to understand okay well you're home and he's home okay now you guys are not going anywhere anymore so this is it and it's like trying to find one another all over again because you have been um separated like this you know year after year yeah so it's challenging it's 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 a challenge on anyone's marriage but you have to understand how strong your love is how strong your bond is you know and stuff and just kind of weigh it out right that dynamic definitely changes when they're not on a mission right like they're not having to worry about what is the next mission what is the next forward step because that i we aren't there yet but i can imagine it's just that thought of like okay we're here <laughs> like this is our house this is our community we don't have to worry about changing everything again um we are settled I don't know that we'll have that feeling for anytime soon (laughs) my husband's out but he's contract so we're still just kind of chasing the army across the countries obviously across the world uh doing the same thing but I feel like that transition would be really difficult when he did get out it was kind of a weird time frame where we were just kind of like I'm no longer active duty, but I'm not qualified for these other jobs because my job was very specific to the military. Right. And so then he, we were kind of stuck in this place of like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And it just was like, uh, the military is our family. We're going to go back to what we know. And I mean, I guess you kind of have in that sense too, since he retired that you, you wrote a book for the military community and you're still here talking to us. Right. So like the military family just stays your family and it's, you don't want to leave it. It's not that you even want to try to get out of it. Like that community is wonderful. And even if you just transition into like the veterans community, it's the same people. 
I've worked with some people from there for all kinds of things. And they're the same people. They just couldn't leave each other. And I, I, that's one of my favorite things about the military community is I know I'll always have it. Like no matter where our future goes, I'll always have the military community that we are part of. I always have that connection. It is. I mean, it's like, I feel so comfortable around, like when we go into a base or whatever and stuff, or, you know, meet another uh, army spouse or something. It's like, oh, wow. You know, it's like we're family or uh, this feels like home because it's like all of the years that we were in the military. That's just what it felt like. Absolutely. You like immediately have something. You have something in common with those people. Like you don't have to be searching through like, well, do we like this? Do we go to this school? Did we, there's not that search because you're like automatically like, oh yeah, my husband deployed the same year as yours did, or we lived to that same duty station. I know how that was. You have something where you're just like, we get it. We're the family. We've been through hardships that other people just don't get. They won't understand They, they, have some things that are common, you know, there's going to be truck driver families that go through very long separations and stuff, but the military is a different challenge. You know, every time he deploys, it's like, will he come back safely? Are we going to have that call? I've been on those teams where we made those calls and that's, it's hard. And, but we know that those are the people that are going to be there for us. And we still have that. Even now, if something were to happen in our family, you know, who would be the ones that took care of our family and did fundraisers and stuff, it would be my military family. They'd be the ones that were like there for us immediately. We're all blessed to have it, right? Like, I I absolutely love it. And I'm excited about your book too. So I'm glad that you came on and told us a lot about it. I will make sure that that goes in the link as well as all of your, your LLC. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you and have anything that they wanted to get published through you, since that is something you do, which is amazing, they have We'll have access to your information. Um, okay, let me add on okay. one other thing. If mm-hmm. they decide that they would like to, they don't have to like, they don't have to pay like just up front, you know, like a whole amount, you know, or anything like that. It, it, I do uh, have like a, a payment plan or something like that because that's also an easier way to help some of the people get their books, you know, published or out there. All right, awesome. So, they can reach out to you if they have any other questions. Otherwise, did you have anything else you wanted to kind of throw into the show for the lovely military families? The only thing that I can, I would like to leave this little bit of advice with is just always just try to support your spouse as much as you can, regardless of what it, regardless of what you're going through at home. You know, just on the other end of that phone line, just knowing that uh, you have that positiveness, you know, that he can hear in your voice or uh, that he can hear, you know, uh, as he's on the phone and know that you are OK. The kids are OK because it's very important. It's very important to know that you guys are taking care of yourselves. And the second thing I'm going to leave it with, too. And the second thing is try your try the hardest, try your best to just find something that you have wanted to do when you were younger or maybe when you want when you was a teen or, you know, whether it was poetry writing or doing some type of painting, you know, find something to keep you going, even if it, if you if you have to get out, if you feel like you need to go and find a, a job or something to keep you motivated, just make sure you try to take care of yourself as well. Absolutely. It's a beautiful way to end it, I think. So yeah, thank you for coming on the show and having time with us and having a chance to get to know you. It's always, that's one of the, my favorite things about Rock Up Buttercup is really just having different people's stories. We all have different stories, right? We all have 
we're part of the same family, but we all have different stories in our background. And so if anybody wants to hear some more about Carolyn's story, she has all of it throughout her The Trials and Tribulations of a Military Spouse book. That will be in our show notes, as well as any other links to get a hold of her. Before we end today's show, I'm going to have Ashley go ahead and tell you about a couple of really cool things that are going on on the Deployed Love side of our mission. How how are we halfway through the year? Like, it is blowing my mind how quickly this year has gone by. But that also means that it's our birthday month. And I'm so excited because this year we are turning four. And if you're near any of our local branches, make sure that you stop by the Facebook pages and check under the events tab to see if they are doing any type of event. Most of them are doing some type of little party or get together to celebrate us turning four, as well as make sure you check out our other events that we're posting. All of our events are open to everybody in the military community, unless it specifically says for deployed families. And so we're here to help you create a community and a safe, happy environment to help you through any channel of the military life, whether it's before, after, or during a deployment. We have a really fun and exciting new partnership up in the works as we were recording this podcast. And I'm really excited to kind of announce this new adventure with 12 million plus. It is a new newer um, app for military spouses. And what's really, really cool about it, it's it's a app designed to create a very safe space for the military spouse community. And by doing that, you are 100% vetted before you are allowed to enter the the app, which is a chat room. It's full of resources. It's full of events and things like that. And so you do get vetted through IGME, which is really cool because most people know that what that is. Um, it's going to ask you all the information to verify that you are indeed a military spouse, but that information is going to be locked and secured with IDME. Um, like I said, I'm so excited. They have this really great space here at Fort Liberty and up in the Southern Pines area. So if you are in this area, make sure you check them out. They have a great space that military spouses can utilize um, for events or for coffee meetups. Um, They host some great events like yoga and all sorts of different things. So make sure you guys check that out. We will have a lot more information coming out on our Facebook pages over the next couple weeks about this new partnership, how to do the app, where to find us, where to find all the other really cool resources and other communities that are going to be on that app as well. We are glad that you guys were here listening with us today, and we will see you guys again in about two weeks, and we will have some more guests with us. So as we like to say, ruck up, buttercup.